guys, and welcome back to Rerun Replay, the show where we turn back the clock and rewatch television movies from our 80s and 90s childhoods to see how they hold up in 2020. Uh, as always, I'm your host, Max, and I'm joined by my co-host, CM. Hi, CM. How you doing? Good. Yeah, how's your quarantine going? Uh, yeah. We're still in quarantine. Yeah. I yeah. look like a caveman. Yeah, I... I don't think I was going to cut my hair anyway, but I've got these locks going. We were testing the video before, and it was just a disaster. It's an absolute disaster. I don't know. I can at least pull it up in a top knot now. That's fashionable, right? Sure. Yeah. Yeah. For now. For now? Yeah. <laughs> During quarantine. Um, well, uh, we decided this week uh, that we would go back to one of the cartoons that I think we both shared uh, a fondness for um, Chippendale Rescue Rangers. Um, the series is based off of the Chippendale characters, but they have rounded out the cast. And I guess they have a detective agency. Um, we didn't see much detectiving, detection. Well, it's more like Go Go Gadget. Inspector Gadget? Inspector Gadget. Oh, yeah. yeah. Did you know him by his catchphrase? Yeah. And not even like anything after that. Not like go go gadget. Just go go gadget. Just go go gadget. That's it. That's fair. Um, you did watch this cartoon growing up, yeah? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's not it's not based off of Chippendale though, so you're wrong. Well the characters are in there and they're they existed in beforehand. There, they're in there, but it's because somebody wanted to do a Indiana or not Indiana Jones, but they wanted to do a Rescue Rangers because the What's that movie called? Uh, Down Under? Uh, Rescuers, the, Rescuers Down Under. Yeah. So the movie Rescuers, the first one, came out, and then somebody wanted to turn that into a TV show. The studio said no because we're working on the second sequel, which is Rescuers Down Under. Mm -hmm. So they were taking the idea, and then they had to kind of brainstorm to see what characters they could throw in there to create the idea of Rescue Rangers, but mm -hmm. for television. Okay. I would still say they based the show... Maybe it was inspired by the Rescuers Down Under, but the characters are Chip and taken, Dale. They're Chip and Dale. Yeah. It's based yeah. based off of Iger gave them that idea and said, sure. "Hey, Chip and Dale's here. You go. They're there. I can say they're based off of this show. Fine, this existing property, sorta. Because um, uh, Donald Duck's not there. That's where they come from. Oh, I thought they ran around like causing mischief in like all of the characters' lives. And Chip and Dale came around for Donald Duck because. They drove they, him up the wall. I feel like they also had uh, nonsense with Mickey Mouse. They might have way later, though. Oh. In the beginning, and the only character that really got the like the sharp end of the stick would have been Donald Duck. Okay. Because it was all about his... Whatever that... Yeah, that whole thing. Yeah. Like no, pissing you. him off, essentially. Yeah. Well, they they yeah. kind of... Uh, from what I remember, and you're more of a, a Disney uh, uh, fanatic than I am, but I remember the Chippendale characters being kind of like gremlins in a way. Uh, yeah. You know, like yeah. little creatures messing stuff up, even though I think Disney also... No, uh, Looney Tunes had like actual kind of like gremlins. Um, and... Was yeah. it Looney Tunes or Animaniacs? Uh, well, it would have been in the same, because I know like I, WB. Okay, uh, I remember universe. that little gremlin thing. Yeah, yeah. they had, like big red nose versus small little button nose for Dale. Um, but yeah, that's how I remember them, just kind of you know running around and messing stuff up. Um, I kind of like that already. And again, I'm not like a big Disney person. But you feel like they're still doing that in this. That's that's why I say that it's not really the real Chip and Dale. They've taken the characters and turned them into these kind of like 
adventurers, which they weren't really ever adventurers. Yeah. They were hoarders. They were like that kind of thing. Sure. So in a weird way, it's not really the real characters. You know what I mean? Well, I mean... It's not really mm -hmm. based on Chippendale because Chippendale is not this Chippendale. Well, sure. But it's the same thing as like when they put Mickey Mouse in like the Prince and the Pauper, right? It's like, it's still Mickey Mouse. It's just like... You it's know, a different take, type yeah. of adventure. Like, I don't think it's all canon. If are you like true? You're, so you're saying it's kind of like the Mickey's Christmas Carol. Yeah, they've exactly. taken Mickey Mouse and made him Bob Cratchit. Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah. Same thing. It's like the characters are actors themselves, and then they play other characters. Yeah, in a very weird way. Or alternate dimensions. You know, that's big nowadays. They're ahead of their time. This is a different. This is a different world. This is what? Disney World Earth six one seven dimensions. Yeah, like an alternate universe oh lord yeah well anyway um so yes i've seen that movie or this tv show you've seen this tv show yes and again i've said this before i was a nickelodeon kid but there were a few disney shows that like kind of bled into my own tv universe i could see why this would though. this was a hundred percent one of them like right from the get-go i remembered like we watched two episodes again i remember exactly why i loved the show why oh it's just like I mean, we'll we'll go into it piece by piece, but like, spoiler, it's a good show. <gasps> Did you not like this show? I liked it growing up. <gasps> Watching it again, I'm too critical. I think oh, I'm too critical for cartoons now. That makes me sad, and also because and, and I'm you surprised. know, yeah, yeah, you know what it is? It's because there's either the absurd or there's the idea of it being like slightly grounded of a cartoon like gargoyles okay so and uh, i only have just disney references in my mind but gargoyles although it's like fantasy there's a lot of of it that's grounded because it's in like modern day you have towers you have people that have everyday lives you have cops all that kind of thing so you have that to kind of ground it and the idea of gargoyles is kind of held separate but they're being affected by everything around them and then you have absurd cartoons which are like completely off the wall like gummy bears where everything is just anything goes because it's a fantasy. Mm -hmm. I have a hard time with Chippendale Rescue Rangers now, I think, because as I'm watching it, at first I'm watching it, I'm like loving the idea of taking everyday found things in the garbage and they've created all these awesome inventions. But then there are things that, not that they scientifically wouldn't work, but things in reality, like the the... The size of the oop, I just bumped the mic. The size of things kind of shift here and there. Mm -hmm. I noticed in the animation, which kind of threw it off for me. Mm -hmm. I was like, "But you're going so strong with this one idea," and then you just kind of tossed it for the sake of maybe tossing Chip or Dale across the the tree or something. I don't yeah. know. There was this this weird line they were towing between like the reality of there are little animals living in a big world and they have all these big things, but then. All of a sudden, they do. They would do very cartoony things. Yeah, I don't know. I had a hard time playing with that. Uh, I wanted them to just be little animals, kind of like uh, Five Goes West. Okay, Five Goes West would be a good example of what I was expecting from this, or what I kind of remembered, mm -hmm. where it was still very real. Yeah. So, like, they had inventions in Five Goes West, but they were like they worked. Yeah, like Mouse House includes yeah. like mouse, mouse version. I mean even like little violin, even though yeah. I think it was like just a straight up violin. Probably. Um, yeah, there's like little things they curve around. Yeah. And, I know, know I know actually know exactly what you're saying and like all this is completely valid. I would just challenge you on 
it's not as ridiculous as gummy bears and it's not as grounded as fievel i think it actually strikes a really good balance like a mm. really good medium um to the point where like yeah they have gadgets and stuff and like the size of things may change. I mean, even like the fly in the second episode, like was minuscule at some point. But did even like look giant... like a fly. So that's my point. Well, okay. But <laughs> I mean, look, animation, you're not going to have him with like two giant red orbs. That'd be terrifying for kids because it's a children's television eh, show. I don't um, know. But with that said, I think that they actually were really smart in choosing like, look, you know, we're going to have a plane for them at some point. We need like, you know, some stuff in the air. Which is cool. And so like the, the plane is comprised of like a toothpaste tube. You can see that's kind of the top has been cut out. Um, there's a balloon. So it actually like floats. Uh, I can't remember what the wings are, but, and then like suction cups on the bottom from like darts. Right. Yeah. And I was like, that's cool. That's really clever. And all of gadgets inventions kind of like, revolve around this but then you look in their cockpit or in their thing and they oh, have like, like they have like real stuff. levers and controls yeah. and i'm like but you guys just set up this whole idea that they're inventors and they have it on the outside but then you just took real looking controls from like a plane and put it inside of it so that's where I, okay that's a better example for me to use that's where i'm like you guys are going between this line of like it's really cartoony mm -hmm. or it's them living in a big world i'm and it kind of bugged me here and there and that's just me being nitpicky i think i think that you have to accept it in like a disney cartoon you know because like well, yeah. the thing is we're gonna watch i don't know like tailspin and it's like they're from what i remember like well in but the, that's different. You know, that's well, like yeah, uh, that's, that's like Zootopia, where I, it's like yeah. it's a it's a what do they call it? Hybrid animal human. I forget mm -hmm. what they call it. There's a term for it where animals have human characteristics. And Disney uh, was, anthropomorphic. Yes, yeah. and Disney was very big in that stuff. And so Tailspin works in that way that yeah. you know it's animals living as humans. Yeah, it maybe is even a yeah. that was probably a bad example. It's maybe even a little bit more grounded just in like that technology kind of way. Um, but back to this show. So it didn't bother me so much. I accepted it pretty quickly. The one thing that caught me right off the bat, um, after we got into the theme song, which we have to go into, um, were Chippendale's voices because they are so high pitched, the two yeah, of them. Yeah. And I know that that is a callback to the, you know, the cartoons that they were featured in before. Um, the thing is like, it's kind of annoying, especially when like they're surrounded by gadget and Monterey Jack who, like, honestly, there's really good voice acting in this. Um, they're, like, main villain, uh, Fat Cat. Like, great, great character work. And then you have, like, the two of them that the show is kind of... Uh, actually, They're not kind of being tossed on. around. They're not really the rescuers at all. Uh, remember that. I want to go back to that. Yeah, that's I had an issue big... with that. I No, I well, loved it, but I... Okay, like... There's Are actually we going there right now? Not yet, not okay. yet. There's some really, to me, there's some good stuff. The question we'll is, go. who is the real rescuer? Who rescued who? Um, let's start off with the theme song. I it's great. love this theme song. This is one of my favorite theme songs from my childhood. Uh, it's just as good as it was. It instantly gets you pumped up. I would say most 90s cartoon songs, like they get you pumped up when you're listening to them. Even the bad shows that you may not have watched. Yeah. Okay. Here's the thing, though. Um, like Tailspin. I mean, come on. Well, you were that going... one. I little. I like a little more than this one. Oh, I disagree. Dum dum dum. Yeah. I like how exciting this one is. It it actually jumps. You know, like gets you right in there. You were um, watching Darkwing Duck recently, mm -hmm. and I don't think that theme song is that good. Might be controversial, but it's just kind of uh... like. 
I don't know. It's it's I, yeah. It's I have weird. To, like, think about it because like like everything's kind of they're trying to go for like a a little bit of a dark motif. You can tell with Darkwing Duck, even though it's you know ridiculous humor or whatever. But it kind of doesn't match. This does to me. Like they go into the adventures right away for Rescue Rangers. They don't really waste time, and it just kind of like it gets your heart beat up. Um, and those vocals, whoever they found for those vocals, fantastic. <laughs> I I wouldn't be surprised the same people for Darkwing Duck. <laughs> Maybe they well, all they... vocally. A lot of the cartoon singers all for the theme songs all sound very similar. Yeah, like they sound like um, almost like modern Temptations. I kind guess. of. Yeah. Well, I think, and I would be surprised if this wasn't the case. Like, it sounds like most of them are sung by like strong uh, black female voices. Female. I, I thought it was so. male. Oh, I don't know. Maybe to me, it's they like sound the high tenor. That's why I was of. saying Temptations. Oh, yeah. Like they have that like high teen tenor. Yeah. There's something about like mainstream music in general. Typically, the singers, the lead singers, are always very tingy. Yeah. It's because it gets in your ear, as opposed to like a low voice. I don't know. To me, I've always been confused by that. I don't have the ear for it. They're um, all high too. Have you ever thought about that? A lot of our like songs growing up. Like for TV shows, we're always high pitched. Yeah. Do you think it's because kids could sing along with it? I don't know. We were talking about this the other night, and we had mentioned some singer, and um, you were talking about how like a lot of these voices that become um, uh, popular, especially oh. for men, are their higher tones. Yeah. And to me, that kind of seems like it's less threatening in a way. Oh, like, you were saying, yeah. I feel like it's like a subconscious kind of thing going Could on be. where it's like, oh, so many people are, are enthused by this voice because it's not as aggressive. It's not as deep it's and ominous. Yeah. yeah. So I don't know. Maybe that's it. Um, I love the theme song. I will continue to. I think I have this theme song on, on my iPhone. I don't know. I have a whole playlist of Disney cartoon theme yeah. songs. I don't have a lot. I've got this one. Um, the first episode we watched was like a pirate themed episode. Um, but we got introduced to kind of a throwaway a little bit. If, if this like, was like, why the would pilot, you take it from their like mainland? You're introducing us to this world and you take us over to open water. It kind of makes sense to be honest, because we get their personalities introduced to us really well. Chip and Dale are basically just the odd couple. Um, sure. I guess it's, it's Chip and Dale's apostrophe S rescue rangers i believe yeah they're like the leaders of this core group they are the leaders that's all we'll get into it um uh chip is dressed like indiana jones yeah and dale up. is dressed like uh magnum pi oh i didn't think of it that yeah. way yeah um yeah. which is awesome uh i don't think i knew that chip was dressed uh like indiana jones growing up because i love those movies i just assumed they were like oh this is different. We'll give him a Hawaiian shirt. I didn't watch Magnum P.I. growing up. Um, I definitely saw some of it. Did My you, dad watched it. Did you remember? Do you remember as a kid putting that together that he was dressed no, like him? No, no. Oh, well, no. yeah. I wasn't paying attention to them. I was paying to paint more attention to Gadget and Monterey. Yeah. Well, I like them more. It makes sense because they have like stronger personalities um, than Chip sure. and Dale. So like they're the odd couple. Chip is serious. Dale is goofy. And that kind of is their gimmick the entire time. But they work well together when they need to. That's kind of their shtick. Yeah. You know. Um, Monterey Jack is Australian. He's a big Fun dude. character. Yeah. Um, uh, great accent work. <laughs> Voiced mean, by Jim Cummings at one point. Oh. There were two people, but Jim Cummings is um, notable because he did Darkwing Duck. 
He did a bunch of other Disney characters. Did he also do Fat Cat? I thought he sounded He sounded similar. a lot like him. He yeah. might have. It's something I'd have to look up. But when I was watching, I was like, he also sounded, Jim Cummings, the voices that he he does, his whole range, kind of sounded the like the pirate. Yeah, he he is Winnie the Pooh. Yeah. Um, But he sounds like, Monterey Jack sounded like in the first episode, kind of sounded like the pirate guy. A little bit. I mean, the, I'm sure I forget his name. they had him all over the place. Oh, yeah. Um, I mean, he was everywhere doing voiceover work. Yeah. Um, and then uh, Monterey Jack is also an addict, which oh, they introduced in the first episode. I which forgot I forgot. About that. I forgot, too. Yeah. I forgot, too. Um, to the point where it's, like, a little aggressive. Like, he is a crack addict for cheese. Yeah. And, like, it ruins their whole plan at one point in the first episode. Um, and then they I'm glad that it does because it's going too easily. Uh, yeah, kind of. But it was funny. Yeah. It was like for comedy's sake. But... Sure. It works. It works. It's just like, it's an interesting little detail to have for him and not, you know, any of the other ones. Um, and then Gadget. Uh, Gadget is possibly the greatest female character from like, early, I think early 90s television. Well, this was, um, eight, or 1988. Okay. So when it started, it ended in 90s. Um, she is in both episodes, the only reason why they accomplish anything. I'd be curious to see if that continues through the whole series. But if she, if she is the inventor and most of everything they do involves some sort of innovation to get out of the mess that they're in that Chip and Dale normally get them into, uh, she's she's the rescuer. Yeah. It well, should have been Gadget. And that's what I was getting at. Gadget like, and the Rangers or Gadget and the Rescuers. or there. I think there's a reason why, like, I can't. Just I can't bring up many female characters from cartoons at that point that really were um, capable, but not even just capable. They are like, they're what any uh, girl or boy should really like kind of uh, strive for. Because in the second episode, so just to kind of fast forward, in the second episode, there's this moment where Gadget is having like a mini conversation with basically like another girl character Mm -hmm. who is like the antithesis of feminism she is straight up just like i'm only here to have a crush on chip and i'm gonna make you a sandwich and da 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 and like uh chip to his credit is just like this is insane stop 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 this and he kind of goes to gadget and she's jealous of gadget anyway fast forward it's a point where gadget is uh this girl's breaking down gadget's like I don't try to impress anyone. I'm just myself and that's enough, you know? And I was like, he cried. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> I almost, it was very, it was a great moment. Uh, um, I think it makes sense. And this is only the second episode, right? True. I think it makes complete sense why this character is so fond to so many people. No, she's a great character. Yeah. I just like, it's funny. Cause I remember the Nintendo game. And, like, I don't remember her in it. She, I think, just comes in, like, every so often. Um, I well, because that... I think they try to downplay her. But the problem is, is, like, you made her the inventor. Mm-hmm. And for me growing up, that was the whole draw to the cartoon. I wouldn't watch it because mice and squirrels and chipmunks were, like, running around the screen, like, getting into trouble. I was watching to see what stuff they invented to get out of trouble. Yeah. Because that was part of the fun for me. Yeah. And very quickly in the first episode. So in the first episode, we didn't really say what happens, but... Um, loosely, in case anyone's going to see it, Chippendale, everyone gets into a bunch of shenanigans. And after a series of unfortunate events, um, Gadget and I want to say Murdoch. Uh, Monterey Jack. <laughs> Monterey Jack go 
on a wild goose chase trying to save Chip and Dale after they've fallen into several versions of garbage and eventually end up in a stockpile and an underwater ship. Mm-hmm. You have to watch to see how chipmunks and rats and mice survive underwater. <laughs> uh this well, is where the innovation started, and some of it was like, okay, that's fun. And like the fact that Gadget builds a, essentially a submarine on water with materials that she finds that fell off the garbage boat mm-hmm. is like pretty fun and cool. Yeah, it's also like a credit. But that's why I watched. I watched to see what she was going to do next. Yeah, and it's a credit to her as a character, which immediately you're like, wow, she's so capable. Why doesn't she just run the entire uh, yeah. uh, gimmick? Which, I mean, like, honestly, it kind of sounds like she does. Um, but, but also, like, for the, the cartoonists, the scriptwriters, you know, who are kind of putting together this stuff, like, she makes a, like, uh, a submersive kind of, like, speedboat type of thing using, yeah. like, baking soda as a propeller. Yeah. It's like, oh, that's so smart. Baking soda, the, the submarine itself is like a glass bottle that used to belong to milk, maybe. Mm-hmm. Like an old bottle. Um, the only thing that I was saying there was going like, um, how long can they breathe in that bottle? Not long. <laughs> and, and though, to be fair, and again, to their credit, um, the baking soda doesn't last that long, you know? And it, would like... it actually explode like that in salt water? Is that, a... I was thinking, you know what? Oh, someone might steal this idea. I was like, there should be a series about like the science behind rescuers. And like somebody the like rangers. The rescue rangers and actually like try all these little things that they do in the show to see if they actually work. It would be fun. I'm wondering how many things, I mean, well, from what I saw, at least, and we watched this on Disney Plus. Thank you, Disney Plus, for having all of this old ass yeah. stuff on there. And a great job of actually, um, as far as redoing the animation so that it's really sharp on television now, because it was not like that growing up. This is hand-drawn animation. So yes. like in a, in a very weird way, especially in the first episode, especially, you can actually see where they've layered the drawings, where some of it is not they can't interact with it. So like Mm -hmm. if they had, if they were going to walk through a door, that door would be a shade slightly different in color from the actual matte painted black, the background that was painted um, because that door is actually animated and it's going to move as opposed to something that would be flat and look almost like a water painting. Yeah. You know, Uh, it was cool. So that's actually a good point. The animation is beautiful. Mm -hmm. That that's one of restore. That's the word I was going to look for. They probably like restored it in some way. I'm, if they did i don't I think they, think they would have well i mean you what are you you're gonna do that for every single cartoon that's on disney they've Plus? done it for all the animated films any of the beauty and the beast little mermaid all the the dvd diamond versions and stuff and probably i haven't sure i've only just started watching them on disney plus and already you can see how they've enhanced colors and things like that and in that way it's it's beautiful in a different way because now you can really see the difference between like something that was painted like by a painter and something that was animated by an animator that was meant to move. And you can see those layers. So like I watched Bambi recently and that film took almost eight years to make because of how many layers they would make to make the depth of the forest look real. And then you could see the difference as you're watching. It almost feels like when you're watching Bambi on Disney plus, it feels like you're looking at one of those books. What do they call them that open up and has the layers in it? A pop-up book. Pop a book, yeah. Like you're oh. reading like a fairy tale pop up book. You open it and it has like four or five different layers of things in it. It feels like you're looking through the screen when you watch the Bambi on Disney Plus. I think the you're Bambi. talking Bambi. about a pop up book, or you're I just think so. talking about some janky or like floor a shadow box. library. Is it shadow box? Those things you made as a kid. I mean, these are all things. Fact of the matter is, it feels like you're looking through the screen. 
as opposed to a flat cartoon Things like you did when you were 3D, growing up. 3D, if you will. Is it 3D when it's With coming at you? Other isn't there dimensions? An op- isn't there an opposite? Like a third, there's depth to everything. There's a third dimension. Oh, shut up in your dimension. <laughs> um, I don't know if um, they would have done a lot to you know restore all of this for the movies that you mentioned. Like those are movies that they would have you know re-released the Diamond Collection, all of that to make more money, and there would have been a huge reason to restore the animation for Fair. this. Like they put them all up on Disney Plus. This is the first time, as far as I'm aware, that they've made all of these like very very available. So unless they're just like doing some program that immediately like changes the exposure and you know brings up the saturation I mean, they could. which honestly like if they did that fine i don't think they did much uh, yeah. but my point to this is to say the animation still holds up now and we were um we talked about uh the super mario brothers super show before we're kind of talking polar opposites by this point right i think that a kid watching that show mario um now in 2020 would not like just because of how graphics are they wouldn't be able to pay attention this they'd be able to pay attention to yeah this is beautiful you can sit a kid down and watch this yeah i also noticed i don't know maybe somebody out there knows but i don't know if they cropped it to make it go widescreen now because they know everyone's tvs are widescreen or if or if they redid stuff to make it to make it widescreen because it's no longer letterbox Mm -hmm. which i noticed when i watched dark queen duck or gargoyles on disney plus it's still in letterbox really and i had heard that they did the they they did something to the simpsons when they put it on disney plus i forget if it was widescreen or letterbox but somewhere along the line they cut stuff out Mm -hmm. of the screen and so many people watch so much of the simpsons over and over and over that they realize things are missing and lots of people spoke up. So Disney is in the process of undoing what they did hmm. to a lot of the Simpsons stuff to make it back to what it was originally. So I think what it is is they took it from Letterboxd and blew it up, like the really old episodes of The Simpsons, and mm-hmm. they cut out a lot of stuff stuff because they did that. You, so I wonder if they did that with Chippendale or I don't know. Because it was forget. on widescreen. When you watch Chippendale on Disney+, Plus, it's in widescreen. Yeah, which, I mean, I didn't even think about that. But you always kind of forget uh, Super Mario Brothers Super Show it was in Letterboxd. Letterboxd, yeah. And you immediately are just like, oh, yeah, I forgot the TVs were We watched in the square, and yeah. it's like a total different viewing. It's it's interesting. It's weird. It's so weird to go back. And, like, even just remembering, like, as a kid when it switched over, just kind of being like, oh, what is this? Well, when this I watched so the, bizarre. Yeah, when I watch the Letterboxd stuff now, I feel like I'm missing something, but there's nothing there. They didn't animate anything in those sections yeah. that I would be missing. But This is true. So we already talked about the first episode a little bit, um, which was more or less a great way to introduce uh, introduce us to the personalities of the Rescue Rangers. Mm-hmm. Um, but we didn't meet their main villains. Um, the second episode was the one which I already mentioned with Gadget's amazing Emmy-winning moment um, about female empowerment. Just check it out. Uh, this was definitely like more of an episode that I remember watching as a kid because it included fat cat and his Mm -hmm. like group and kind of got into, um, the weird, like gangster aspect of the show. I don't know why, but it's a cartoon and it works. Yeah. Like, I mean, you know, they're rodents. Um, what Chippendale are, uh, chipmunks, uh, gadget is a mouse. Monterey Jack is a rat. I think. I guess. I yeah, like I, I couldn't tell the difference. He, I think he is. And then Zipper is a fly. Um, Who so. just comes in in the first episode, and there's no introduction. He just starts following them around, by the way. Zipper? 
Yeah, no one was like, we found Zipper. This is Zipper. Zipper, me, Chippendale, and Gadget. There was no introduction. They found him on a garbage heap. No, no, they didn't. Zipper was there at the beginning. A hundred percent. He was there at the beginning. Are you sure? Yes, positive. I didn't notice him. Yeah. Well, it might he's be too small. that. Yeah, and it might be too that as you're watching it during very elaborate action scenes where things are happening, the animators lost track of Zipper. There are parts where maybe they'll all get tied up and Zipper's tied up with them. And at one point they release him to get help or to help them. And then all of a sudden there's another shot, a wide shot showing them tied up again and Zipper's not, or Zipper's back in the, back tied with them after he just got out. And I could actually rewind to that exact spot because it caught me and I was like, oh. And I noticed throughout the entire series that during action sequences, Zipper's not there. And then all of a sudden he shows up the end of the action sequence. I'm like, oh, there's Zipper. I mean, okay. To I'm not to faulting defend, them. It's just a little detail that I was watching and I noticed. I was like, oh, Zipper comes and goes as he pleases. <laughs> it's so funny because, like, I feel like we're usually kind of on the opposite ends of this, like, uh, uh, kind of critique spectrum, right? Like, I'm critiquing more and you're forgiving more. So let me forgive a little bit. Uh, a few things. Uh, one, Zipper is airborne. So his action is going to be removed from everyone else's typically. Uh, and two, like he's small. So like when they're tied up, Zipper is closer or he's further away from the pirates at that moment, right? When they show the opposite side of them, what are you going to do? Have Zipper like up there? That means he's not tied up anymore. He's this big. So like he has to be hidden because you wouldn't be able to see him. Okay, I get that. But what I was saying is that... So at one point during the first episode, and then we're going to go back to the second one. Okay. <clears throat> everybody gets tied up because Monterey Jack blows their cover, essentially. Because he's a crack addict. Also, they bring out cheese. something to know, Monterey Jack is also a thinker and has great ideas. Again, Chippendale, zero. It's like yes. one and one, but zip. Chippendale have no ideas. Both In both episodes, when they have dressed up as like different characters, a gun in It disguise, was Monterey's idea. Yeah, it was totally Monterey it's Jack. It's like he's a... Um, he's actually kind undercover of... Undercover character guy. Well, he's like a brute, but he's also like... To me, that's kind of like Alfred Pennyworth, Batman's um, butler, who has like a background as an actor. Mm. I don't know why. It kind of reminds me. It's like, well, I guess he's like the Alfred of the bunch. I guess. I don't know. They don't explain. <clears throat> excuse me. They don't explain who he is. They don't say that Monterey is like Gadget's dad, grandpa. They don't say where Gadget really came from. Why do you need explanations for like where they all come from? I don't know. It's maybe that's just me as an adult now watching it. You want like an origin story of the Rescue Rangers. Hey, give it to me. To be fair. Go ahead. If, if they did reboot this cartoon, which. That would be fun. I think they might have. has. No. I'm sorry. There's no way. Wait, like I, I mean, could be wrong. They just did it for DuckTales, which I hear is, is great. Their uh, voice cast is so fun. What? How in the hell? Oh, it's in development. Yeah. Cool. Fantastic. <clears throat> I me. hope that one, I hope that Gadget is a huge. This is live action, actually. Oh, no. A live action film featuring animated versions of the Disney Chipmunks. Oh, no. It's going to be like Alvin and the Chipmunks. Oh, that's such a bad idea. Don't do yeah, that. Don't do it. Don't do it. <sighs> that made me so sad. Really? Oh, no, you know what? You'll have like Neil Patrick Harris come in. Ugh. <clears throat> you know he that was whole thing in the smurfs movie that's I why i said he, it i think by this point he's irrelevant um oh, shot shots fired, fired. Um, um i want them to do a new cartoon a la the ducktail series with that you could actually have an origin story yeah. um 
hopefully change the voices of Chip and Dale, bring them down. I don't know if you could. They Chip and Dale. It'd be weird. I don't think that kids these days are even really that attached to like the classic Disney characters. I think you can just just make them different. I'm not saying like have Chip sound like Harrison Ford, but like just bring them down a bit. But I'm telling you, have Gadget be like the lead. Even, yeah, she she should be the leader. I mean, she's the lead in this. They just don't say it. Yeah, she's like they describe her again. Going back, she's like the scientist, but she also has the workshop. That is, just have her be the leader, and then have Chip and Dale be more of like the detectives. You know, kind of set it as kind of like I don't know, like a weird takeoff of like cop structure. You know, like Gadget's the captain. Oh. You've got the detectives and Chip and Dale, and then you've got Monterey, the cheese addicted kind Monterey. of like yeah, buffoon. I mean, they're kind of like the. I'm not going to say like they're SWAT, but like they're the ones who like come in him and zipper, you know, they're like a team in themselves. Yeah. But the cool thing is like, everyone's got a, like needs a partner. Gadget doesn't need a partner. She's her own woman. She her own woman. She is a great character. She's a great character. Oh my God. You're in love with her. I just, I, I'm in love with the writers who wrote this character and like, it completely makes sense. Again, why people love this character. True. Oh, and going back to the second episode. So second um, episode. Starts right in the action. Right in the action, they're they're doing their chase with um, I want to say El Catone, but that's the German version. Um, it's Fat Cat. You didn't know that, did you? <laughs> why Why would I know that? I don't know. It's, it's Fat random. Cat. I don't know. Maybe. Did you guys know that in Germany he was El Catone, which sounds oddly you Spanish? You saying that, but this is worldwide, so somebody's gonna sit there and write a, a bitchy comment at the bottom saying, "Actually, I did." Und ja. Oh, well. I don't know. I feel like I've had had a few jokes by this point that would piss off someone in Germany. But that's fair. Whatever. Um, they're chasing Germany. each other. Uh, I think they this show takes place in New York. It looks like they it. They show the Brooklyn Bridge at one point. I am almost positive. I mm-hmm. thought it was San Francisco at first because it's very like hilly. Yeah. Um, and then they show the Brooklyn Bridge, so it's like okay, this must be New York. Could um, be a hybrid. Uh. Just like a city that's made up of those two oh, things. They yeah. do that a lot in cartoons. Hey Arnold was a hybrid city, but yeah. I grew up thinking it was totally just like Brooklyn. Yeah. Um, yeah, they're chasing him. He had stolen a mouse, a gold mouse statue from a yeah. museum. Which I'm wondering what museum that would be in. A gold mouse statue. It made me think, do they have like, because you have all these little animals living in this human world, do they have like their own museum that they make things? Well, it's, or was this stolen from it? actual museum it's also near chinatown so i think the only like that would be like the tenement museum so then but Um, here's the thing and i would love that idea but then why wouldn't he just steal a golden lucky cat like that's a clock or something and steal it from chinatown and that would be hilarious and it would be grounded in the, the the real world that was my whole thing with like where do we draw that line of like cartoon or or animals living in a big world. Well, I don't know. He's a cat. I mean, critical. You know, like chasing a mouse. It just happens to be a gold-plated mouse. Statue, true, and they're so. doing this down a main street, and none of the humans see it. Yeah, no, this is true. <laughs> I don't think they showed any humans. Not in, in the these second episodes. episode, so I'd be curious if they show them less. One of their villains you see in the title sequence is a human. Um, oh, okay, he's I didn't the notice. like scientist with a red like curly mustache. Right oh, there, oh, kind okay. Of all, uh, this, yeah. Um, and then what happens? Uh, they get launched into a tree. They destroy a squirrel mother's home. Yeah. Um, at first she's grateful because they save her two kids, and then she sees that they've destroyed her house, and then she goes fucking ballistic. 
Um, and so the trade-off is she'll clean the house because she has a party that night. And because they, it's her job as a mother. Yeah, true. That's Just her. kidding. Just <laughs> kidding. But I was thinking, I was like, why does she have to stay clean? Why didn't Chip and Dale just... I thought the rescue rangers and stuff, they were going to volunteer to clean up the mess. Mm-hmm. Because it seemed like the mother said the party was happening there in the house. Yeah. So I was like, oh, they'll volunteer to clean. They'll do their gadgets and stuff. They'll mess it up again and they'll fix it. I thought that was going to be the episode. <clears throat> I kind of thought the chase in the beginning wasn't going to carry through. Yeah. I am glad they didn't. So they weren't just stuck in one place. Also, Fair. because of that, we got to see like the rescue rangers hideout, which is just like, it's fun again like you know of course as any hideout has they have got like the twisty slide and gadget yeah. has a workshop and like we get their to see bed is made of a sponge you, yeah. did you notice that their little bed that's bunk bed if you look at the mattress it's a sponge oh sponge queen see it's like things like that i'm like oh that makes sense yeah they would have a sponge for a bed well i mean i'm i have already said how much i really love all of the like everything written and all of those little details um and then as I mentioned, you have this weird aspect where, like, with the two kids, one of them is, like, a teenager. She's in love with Chip. Is she a teenager? Yeah. She's, she's like, I'm grown up, and he's calling her a kid. Well, she's bigger than Gadget, so I'm... And, you know, we're dealing with, like, hormones. Well, how old is Gadget? Gadget's an adult mouse. Okay, so Gadget's yeah. an adult female. Mm-hmm. Female mouse. Mm-hmm. Then you had the teenager... I was just a little concerned with the age because it seemed like at certain points Chip was flattered and he would blush and he did it two or three times when she said she liked him. And that, and everybody around them was like, she likes you. Mm-hmm. But they never actually said, but she's underage. <laughs> so don't well, encourage her, no, but, but be nice to her. That's why they were mad because yeah. it was just like, you know, a schoolyard crush. Yeah. But like, and there was a build for Chip, you know, there was like an actual journey. Yeah. At first, he's just like, I'm embarrassed. And then he kind of like flips out because, you know, also, you know, to defend him, like she's underage. Well, no, she's like uh, uh, really rude to Gadget because, you know, Gadget, like Chip obviously has a crush on Gadget, I think, or he's just infatuated with her, you know? I don't know. For me, that wasn't clear. I, th- I thought Chipper was just platonic Chip. with all of them. Or Ch- She called know. him Chipper. Don't fall into that trap. And I didn't mean that. I meant Gadget. I feel oh. like Gadget's character is not meant to be with any of them. I agree. I don't think way. she cares. I think she's like, yeah, these are all my homeboys. And But I think that it's supposed to, you're supposed to uh, uh, assume that Chip has like some kind of feeling for Gadget. Okay. It's a children's cartoon, so they're not, you know, Chip's not going to like be pitching a what? tent for her but Ugh. you know like you know what i mean um anyway uh and then there's like you know he snaps oh and then also there's like a baby squirrel it's like who just eats a lot i love she, it that's her whole personality she eats a lot simple also Keep it real like to communicate that she's hungry she just points at her mouth and you're like oh she can't talk she's a baby but then she like at random points will be like that was a great job monterey jack and it's like i thought you couldn't talk what that what who what I don't know. She's actually a 40-year-old woman, the baby squirrel. My favorite part... Oh, this is so inappropriate. But if it's not appropriate... Why are you listening to this podcast? Yeah. So the first time she says, ah, ah, and literally just pointing at her mouth with her mouth wide open, she's at waist height to moderate. Oh, that's gross. And moderate's like, she's hungry. That's a child. That is a child. That's what popped in my mind. I was like, I was like, oh, I was like, oh, animators, come on. You got to do better than that. I mean, they do it to themselves. You're not drawing that. And you see that you have her waist tight doing that. They're probably assuming that some person who just fantasizes about, you know, catching children in his van isn't watching this show. Anyways, that's what popped in my head. And it's like, oh, Uh she's hungry. I was like, "Uh uh-huh. Well, so basically 
Oh my god, that was Sorry. that was wrong. That, that was, was really that wrong. That was more wrong for even. That's for usually me. your game. Yeah. Sorry. I would never joke about that kind of thing. Um, uh, they go to get the statue back. The rescue rangers have to then rescue, actually rescue, um, these two kids. Yeah, as a group, as a team. Yeah, and like. So the team works really good with them. Like nobody kind of like grandstands. Chip and Dale usually like it's funny in these kind of situations. The supporting cast, the non-title characters, would be the ones distracting people. Hmm. Chip and Dale are the ones who are dressed in drag, doing the a distraction. Yeah. Gadget is going in and saving the kids. It's just like, oh, love Gadget. What can't she do? Um, and then they get captured. Uh, Fat Cat almost kills them in like a. Uh, cat food like a fish like grinder machine. Yeah. uh great detail all of the joker like his lair usually being in like a uh, abandoned like toy factory or amusement park fat cats is a cat food um factory um he tries to kill them they get out uh fat cat and his gang end up in the cat food which see this is where the reality and cartoon thing really bugs me i i, I, wish... I saw your face you were kind of yeah. like what I, you know and again like this is actually to your point Thank where you. things are like really well balanced and like reality, but also like a Disney cartoon. That was the one thing where I was like, just so the like, conveyor, yeah. have them like they all of a sudden, like they pop their heads pop out of like tuna cans, like tiny tuna cans, yeah. but their normal animal sized heads pop out it, of these things. I think my bigger issue is like, well, if Chip and Dale and the rest of them like went through there, they would have been fine. It's like, then what was the danger? There was no danger. Well, also, I feel like it was as simple as, well, here's the thing. So if they went through the, if they got to the can portion, that means they technically they should have been ground up. That's what I'm saying. They should have died. Yeah. I mean, if, if anything, they could have just had that, maybe the fat cat like clogged the machine and broke the machine. That would have been really funny. Yeah, maybe. That or, yeah. And like his goons, like maybe with the can got wrapped around their waist or something and they're squished inside of it. Yeah. Like, and uh, this is, this is so overly critical for a children's It is, cartoon. but it was a little jarring. It just is a moment where it's like, well, you took away from the danger moment. There was, there was no, that was my big issue. There was no danger whatsoever. Yeah. They're like, we need a final scene for these guys. Yeah. Here you go. And make sure that you know that they didn't die. That was probably it. They were like, let's do it a fun way to make sure that. Can you, you imagine know, they just had the cans go by and oh it was the God. end of it. And we thought they were all we dead. never see those like fat cat and his gang ever again. And you hear sound effects of like me grinding. Oh God. Dark cartoon. And then just like blood. Oh, Ooh. Hey, they're the ones that put it inside of a fish grinding tuna can thing. Like you kind of set that up for yourself. These are ideas for the reboot. The gritty, like dirty reboot in new york city that would be awesome you mean like nowadays yeah that'll be in the live like action the one homeless sleeping on the subway yeah and yeah the one guy that just screams at you when he's sitting across from you wouldn't that be a weird aspect to have in a reboot of chippendale rescue rangers just like like gritty reality disney's like we need one cartoon from the early 90s that can grow up with the kids who watched it let's do rescue rangers and make and they're hipsters filthy <laughs> Yeah, and like when they're in drag to like infiltrate the club, it just gets like goes way too far. Well, so, so that whole drag thing was kind of funny because then they had human, they had like animal sized wigs. They did. So, like well, things like that, like one was a redhead, one was a blonde, which is it's a cartoon, it's funny, but like how much more clever would it have been and how much artwork or like how much trouble would it have been to actually just give them wigs made of yarn? Well, maybe it was like made that's of yarn. where the creative, I'm like, there's definitely creativity in this cartoon, but then where are they faltering when like certain ideas like that, you know? Yeah, but Chip Chip has like a mini uh, leather jacket 
and Dale's wearing like his little mini. I know it's there's a lot of like little things here. Like, yeah. well, they have clothing essentially. Yeah, which is like, where's the line drawn? Their drag is like complete with like that means human. Bloomers. So, so here's my thing: you have full girl. It's like us sitting here and we saw a mice or a mice or a mouse. A mouse would walk across. We saw a mice. <laughs> yeah, a mice. <laughs> uh, we see like a mouse walk across our living room and he's wearing a cardigan. Well, <laughs> like what? This is all standard for Disney. Like Cinderella, all of them wearing clothes. Cinderella made them that clothes. Cinderella made them that clothes. So check yourself. You see that mouse, a mouse, a mice walking around. Cinderella check made yourself. them that clothes. She did. So right, check yourself. <laughs> um, we're running a little long for this. Um, uh, again, I'm very surprised. I love this. Cartoon. Are you gonna Are you gonna watch some more of it? Uh, if I'm doing other work and I just want some noise. Other than like gargoyles, it's a good cartoon to have on. Yeah. Gargoyles is one that I said like I would totally just have on. You know, um, this is maybe another one. It's like it's not ridiculous. I would just have to get even more used to Chippendale's voices. Um, would you continue it? Yeah, I mean, if 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 only just to see the gadgets. That's why I liked it before. I liked seeing the innovation. So really, I'm watching Gadget make her gadgets as opposed to Chippendale because they're just kind of there. Yeah. Like, they're kind of, the ideas are being thrown at them. Like, it wasn't even their idea to dress up in the second episode. It was Monterey's, mm -hmm. you know? And Monterey and Gadget were very much leading the, the the team. Yeah. And Gadget was the one who went straight into danger, you know? Yeah. I think it's funny because we haven't revisited uh, DuckTales yet. But I think that after watching that, I will want to watch the reboot. And if... Again, it sounds like they're murdering this franchise by doing a live action movie. But if they ever did a rebooted cartoon, I would totally check it out after watching the uh, the old school cartoon again. I'd rather just watch that. Yeah, all right. That's fair. To be honest. Well, uh, guys, that was it. Uh, we uh, replayed Chippendale Rescue Rangers. Uh, great cartoon. Um, as always, thank you so much for tuning in. Um, you've got some info about what to do next. I do. You do. Just kidding. All right. So don't forget, to, uh, don't forget to subscribe on any platform you have found us on, including liking and or sharing your comments below. Thanks so much, guys. Till next time. Bye-bye. Ta-ta.